This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Friday, it's the 17th of November 2023, and today we get reaction to Humane AI Pins announcement. And it's not all good. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how you doing? I'm doing good, thank you, Stephen Scott. How are you? Oh, you know me, I never complain. I've got to say, can, can, I, can I just start by saying, look, people don't realise the pain and the mm. challenge of having to deal with you every day. Uh, honestly. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say the technology, but no, apparently it's me that's oh, yes. the problem. It's you. Oh. We, we spent the oh. last hour just trying to connect. Thank goodness yes. the show isn't live. If it was live, we would, well, we just wouldn't be here. We just wouldn't well, be able to manage it. It's never easy to make that personal connection, Stephen Scott. You should know that. We need to work on that. Yes, we've tried every um, I get quicker matches on Tinder. Services. Swipe right. Yes, we, we have, we've had a few issues, but hey, it's working now, maybe. Well, so far, so good. Uh, we're talking to each other. That's the main thing. And we always will be because we're friends. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, that was nice? beautiful. Oh, you turned that round. Yeah, well done. There you go. Yeah, okay. Also, was told Sickly. to, you know, it's time to move on. Um, yeah, listen, I want to mention the Double Tap Holiday Gift Guide for 2023. Hooray! Uh, this is our uh, coming together party for the end of the year where we get to share all the gifts that we would like, the gifts that we perhaps have gifted others, and uh-huh. some interesting suggestions coming in. Loads of you adding your suggestions. Keep them coming. Uh, John added the table coaster, one of mine, actually. That's uh, one I love, which is the wonderful table coaster that sits on my desk and mm. honestly this tiny piece of kit which this was like twenty dollars to buy has saved me thousands of dollars in damaged equipment yes because the amount of equipment that could have been destroyed by me going dunk and then knocking a cup of hot coffee all over a laptop you know i was saved by the table coaster the table coaster saved me i could do the ads oh, go on then i think i just did Oh, okay. Well done. That was it. Uh, well, you shouldn't have a coffee machine next to your thousands and thousands of uh, computers and things. My, so my coffee machine's actually on a little, you know, one of those IKEA kind of drawer units sits on the corner. Other furniture stores are available. Yeah, but why would you bother? It's so easy to build. So and right. even I can hammer right. it together. So come on. I mean, that says something, right? It's blind friendly. It's, uh, Sponsored by. Equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do. They're not going to let me do the ads. Uh, but anyway, so they've got one of those over there. That's where the coffee machine sits, uh, out of the way. No, it's not the coffee machine that's the problem. It's the coffee and the user, the uh, the connoisseur of the coffee. I think you'll find the clumsy connoisseur. Yeah, we all do <laughs> it. I'm forever knocking things over, just feeling for them. It's it's all fine. Yes, well, it's always all fine, which is is good, uh, but. Even more so with the uh, table coaster. Uh, also, uh, Janine writes in, this is a sneaky little cheeky add-on from Janine. Ira oh. gift cards. Oh, come on, oh, Janine. Oh, Janine, come oh, on. Oh, that's shocking. Just self-promotion <laughs> over here. That is absolutely shocking. Quite right. Um, also, the, <laughs> Lena suggests the ceramic pot minder. This is quite cool. A food grade, I don't know what that means, ceramic disc 
which allows many deafblind and distracted sighted people to like that to hear when a pot is boiling or simmering. It does not affect the flavour of food, nor does it break eggs shells. Uh, but it's available from Future Aids, and she's put the phone number in as well, which is a Canadian company. Thank you for that, Lena. Very appreciative of oh, that. Oh, I know those. Yeah. So yeah. you actually put it in the pot of water, and you can hear it because it rattles it about rattles when it starts so it's boiling. Yeah. That is very cool. I didn't think of that. See, this is the whole point of it. The reason. So many good ideas. Uh, who else? Uh, Kyler suggests the Five Senses Smart Atomic Talking Watch, uh, which is a unique blend of modern innovation and traditional style. That's definitely. Definitely been written by GPT. I just that's got GPT <laughs> written all over it. Yes, um, but it synchronizes time with your phone. It has a two-button layout, which makes it easier for people who uh, don't want or need to use a four-button model, uh, because you only need to check the time, date, and alarm settings on the watch itself. The watch connects to your phone over Bluetooth or your Android phone, and you can set up to six alarms with voice reminders, an hourly chime, and a nap timer using the Five Senses Watches app for iOS. 13 or Android 7 or later. And with this watch, you'll never have to worry about setting the time or date ever again. That's a great that, idea. That never is of that. very cool. I like the nap timer idea. Uh, that's I like definitely that. for me. Yeah, actually, that's not Naps a bad. Great. That's actually not a bad idea because sometimes you think to yourself, "Goodness, you know, I'd love to." I mean, I know we can all set alarms with everything, but you know, just like you say, having something on your wrist like that is quite cool. So, yeah, I like that. And the great thing is everyone's submitting links as well. This is the great thing with the site. So when you're putting in the your suggestion for the gift, you can add a link as well. So it means we can all find these products and share them. I said this before. I'll say it again. There's no affiliation links here. It's not about making money. It's not about anyone of us making money out of this. This is mm. just us sharing our ideas. Although now I think about mm. it, why didn't we think about making money out of this? Why, yeah, why didn't we make money out of this I'm still deal? against that idea, Stephen Scott. <laughs> I think affiliation links would have been a fantastic idea. But yeah. no, obviously, it's, it's all about sharing the, sharing the info. So, uh, yeah, definitely check the website out. Where, where is the website, Stephen? It's on the internet. Have you heard about it? It's, it's, a, no. it's a cool place. Is it a new thing? It is. It's brand new. And it's available everywhere. Um, so, yes, uh, you can get it on everything except a smart toaster, I believe. Even my smart toaster. Uh, Maybe smart, but not that smart to uh, display idea. the internet. Uh, yeah. If I had a smart fridge, you could get it on there. Because okay. they've got well, screens. Add it to the gift list. <laughs> yes, but please don't put, the, don't put the toaster on there. Oh, I must put the toaster on there. People no, should no, know no, about no, the toaster. No. no, nobody wants it. It's absolutely fine. www.doubletaponair.com. Yeah, doubletaponair.com. Uh, the official home of Double Tap Online. So, yeah, check it out. You can add to the gift guide. Uh, all your entries come through and then are submitted through for, for testing. The only reason we do that is because, obviously, these days with spam and all that kind of stuff, you have to be careful. So we have to go yes. through the process of, of making sure that it's not, you know, basically the, the sex bots uh, that are ascending in the... That, oh, please. come on. I Honestly, I've had like that four... Term? No, I've had like four followers this week, all sex bots. <laughs> are they? <laughs> how, how do I get on this list? <laughs> So today on the show, we are uh, featuring an exclusive interview with Mike Calvo. Now, Mike, you'll know uh, as the CEO of Numa Solutions, and I've talked a lot about the app recently, uh, Remote Incident Manager, uh, or RIM for short, which is an app which basically lets you connect to other computers remotely. Now, there are lots of benefits to this software, the, the one being, of course, that it's 
uh, allowing you to connect to other devices, but it's also fully accessible as well. And I'd say even goes further than that. Because, for example, let's say you are connecting to someone's computer, a friend's computer, a family member's computer, and they don't have a screen reader. You can enable a screen reader on their machine without them even knowing about it. I think that's the well, coolest what, thing. One of the problems is, obviously, you, know, you don't want uh, the, the person you're helping to have to go off and install things and download things like that. So it really does help if, you know, a screen reader especially. Um, it, it kind of freaks people out sometimes. So this is really good. You're loving it, right? Well, I am. And like you're saying, you know, going off and asking people to download a screen reader, the problem there is if you're if, if someone's needing support, nine times out of ten, they're probably not going to be able to just go off and download a screen reader. Yeah. You know, they're, they're going to struggle with yep. that. So, you know, I find, and I find this with my dad's computer, I'll have issues with his. And I've often thought I'd love to be able just to help him out. You know, I, I can, you know, sort this for you. But the problem is he doesn't have a screen reader enabled by default. Now, of course, when I'm at the computer and I'm in front of it, I can just turn on voiceover on his Mac and that's fine. But I can't do that at home. So, you know, that's what this technology is so good and it's so cool. And it allows you the ability to connect. Now, of course, the, the reason that they've created this is because it can enable support for people who uh, want to get into a job, you know, someone who wants to work in IT support and they're blind and they want to provide support to other people. And up until recently, you couldn't really do that. There wasn't much else out there. I mean, you use something like TeamViewer or AnyDesk or Chrome Remote Desktop or even the built-in options on Mac and on Windows, they just don't offer the ability for you to have that kind of level of ability to connect to someone, offer technical support and control of that computer. Certainly not as easy as it it is for, you know, or both using Remote Incident Manager. So look, advert over, that's the the software. (laughs) But the reason Mike is here is because he is reacting to the news about Humane AI PIN and the launch. Now, we spoke to Mike earlier in the week. And it's fair to say Mike is a passionate guy. He has a lot to say on this, and uh, we're going to play in the interview. I will also say that uh, the interview does contain some uh, naughty language. Shame, shock, horror. We did say say passionate, and that definitely comes through. (laughs) It does come through. Strongly. So, you know, just be aware of that. Um, I think it's valid what he's saying so i'm not cutting out everything he says but where words are inappropriate we have bleeped them out but you know just want to make you aware of that i also want to let you know that we have sent this interview to humane to get their reaction to it we have had nothing as yet at time of recording and we're recording this on the day of transmission so we haven't had anything back from humane yet but if we do hear back from them we will of course bring that response but let's hear what mike has to say following the announcement of Humane's AI PIN and his concerns around the lack of mention of accessibility or disability. Oh, hi. Uh, My name is Mike Calvo. I'm from Numa Solutions. We are a technology company that specializes in what we call accessible cloud solutions. It's a fancy way of saying solutions that uh, are available from the cloud that happen to be accessible. We provide a number of products, um, including a remote incident manager RIM, which is an accessible uh, support and uh, training product. Uh, we provide uh, a number of other products. Scribe for Meetings, which is a remote uh, meeting platform accessibility thing. And, uh, and uh, Scribe for Documents, which is an augmented document remediation product, uh, which uh, remediates any digital content into a number of accessible formats. So 
that's what we do. And that's where I'm from. And I am so happy to be here. Well, I'm so glad you are here, Mike, because lots to talk about. And of course, the big story of the week is Humane and the AI pin. And it was interesting because as soon as the announcement happened, it seemed there was a lot of excitement online, especially within the disability community, which is no great surprise at all. And in particular, amongst the blind community, but a lot of people saying, and you were included, saying, why was accessibility not mentioned? What's your what's your take on all of this? Oh, you know, as a, as a child of the 80s, it brings me back to the words of one Alanis Barset, and that is, isn't it ironic? <laughs> you know, this company that calls itself Humane. And last time I checked, I am a human. And I am a human with green dollars to spend on their humane product. Yet I was not included in any not even the merest of just kind of declarations of, hey, blind people, we didn't have the time or the energy or the desire to put you front and center here. But if you want to know what we do for blind people, go to our website, which is totally inaccessible, by the way. I'm insulted. And I think well, everybody that's listening to this should be as well. Well, Mike, there's no need to hold back. I mean, you know, just, <laughs> just let I know us you know. Guys are, I know you Brits are a lot more laid back than we are. <laughs> Well, look, we've been talking about this, and I've seen a few people with that similar viewpoint. But what exactly are you? But are they from the United no, States? No, no, yeah, yes, from yes, from there? the United States and all over, to be fair, to be fair. Um, what are you actually hurt by? Because that is a really strong statement that you're hurt by this, right? Yes, yes, but, I but, was. By... Yes, I was. Because, it, dude, it's 2023. What the hell? Yes. It's 2023, and... Read the room, bro. Where are we? Who are you talking to? What have you done in your past? It's like me coming out with a product tomorrow and making sh and and knowing and just totally turning my back on our community and nothing. When I've dedicated the last almost three decades of my life to doing accessibility, look, I I, I hear you, I I hear what you're saying, but this is a day one announcement. This is my take on this. This is a day one. Oh, we're about to have a debate now, brother. Okay, no, go let's, ahead. let's debate it, right? Because look, this is. Oh no, no I mean, I, I'm I, with I, you on I this. I want it smile, to be accepted. The there, there, there's no way you're going to make me angry because you're on my team. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I'm with you on this. I want it to be accessible. I am so excited about this product and what its capabilities yes. are. I am not hurt that they didn't mention blind people or disabled people in the room. I'm not on that page because I believe that will come out. It doesn't hugely surprise me. Maybe I'm just, what is it they say? If it's internalized ableism, uh, you just get what? used to the fact that you're second rate <laughs> oh, yeah, in society no, I, and, you know, you know I, the fact I, that we, I, we probably don't exist to these people most no, of the dude, time. No, dude, I get it. I, 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 and, 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 and I, I feel the same way in many respects. I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't let you finish. So go ahead and finish your No, statement. no, no, look, we're here to hear you. People have heard my view on this. I'm intrigued in what you think. I'm just, what I'm getting at here yeah. is that I think there's a, there's a, uh, the question ultimately is, should we allow for some patience here? We don't know their Why? take. On it. No, but hang on, we don't know their take yet. We don't know. This could be the most dude, accessible if they had product. Put that thing out, if they had put that thing out and not explained something to a sighted person, that sighted person would be saying, well, they never said how blah, blah, blah. I mean, I can't even imagine because, you know, sighted people are never left out of the conversation. And I am not 
anti-sighted people. I'm just, I'm just anti-tone deaf. We're blind, right? Hmm. So we understand and we talk about it amongst ourselves and 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 say, you know, we we understand that we're kind of the, the second person people think about or the third or the fourth. But but I am a person that prefers looking at and, and accepting people's ignorance as opposed to their stupidity. I have made it my life's goal to separate ignorance from stupidity. It's okay if I have to explain to an ignorant person that, uh, you know, it's okay to refer to, did I watch that movie? Because they don't know, mm. you know. But if I had to explain that to a VR, to a, to a vision rehabilitation specialist, there's a difference. One is a stupid ass. The other one's just an ignorant person. You see what I'm saying? So I'm reading the room at the way that they should have read the room. What is a necessity to us is a luxury for the mainstream. The fact that you can talk to your phone and this and that. I mean, even things like, like you know, like voice guidance on GPS, you know, it's a necessity for you and me. Turn that off and we're screwed. Sighted people are like, yeah, well, you know, I could take it or leave it. I don't need to, you know, you understand? And I'm sick and tired of seeing that. I understand the whole kind of second-class citizen type of mentality. But, dude, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that. Why? It's not second-class money. They're not going to give me a discount on the first day. They're not going to do anything. In <laughs> fact, I'm going to have to work harder to, to to acquire the same information as any sighted person is. And that's just not fair. I'm not saying, hey, and especially for you blind people, that, that's not what I'm saying. But mention us. We don't exist in the world of this product launch. And that's insulting to me. As a human being, that's insulting to me. I think that's the point I'm trying to get is is what part of this hurts you? Uh, it, I, I wouldn't be hurt until they say, which a couple of other companies have said before, yeah, you know what? We don't care. Yeah, I've um, been there. Yeah, I've seen that. Exactly. Now, when that is said, then I get hurt. Then there's something to fight about. Oh, then it's gloss if off. I'm, if yeah. I'm simply, if accessibility isn't mentioned in marketing and PR, and again, it definitely should be, but if it isn't, I'm not particularly, okay, let's wait and see no, what the... Can't. No, what bro, the product you, can't is. Have it, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, yeah, and it should be, and then go on and make your point. It's either you believe in it or you don't. It's that that's your being wishy-washy now. Yeah, and that's, I, that's I'm not good... attacking the host people. I'm just I'm debating. No, 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 no. I feel <laughs> no, free to friends. attack. I love you, man. <laughs> no, no, it should be in an ideal world. But likewise, what no, language is like no no, 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 my ass. No. What languages does it support? There's so many other areas and so other different demographics which you can say, hey, because you haven't mentioned this in launch and in your launch material, then you are, by your very definition, hurtful and disrespectful to that demographic. Dude, you can't hit every demographic is what I'm saying. If 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 I was, in, in, and I can only pick up India, so I'm not picking on India, but India um, or China, which I know have, a gazillion different dialects. Yes. Right? If some very minor outlying dialogue, dialect that has like 2 million people got pissed off about that, I get it. But hello, there are hundreds of millions of us worldwide. Hello, there are billions of people with disabilities worldwide. 
to mention, to just be, to just not acknowledge anything because a product like this for a, a person with any disability, screw the blindness, for all kinds, people with the quadriplegics, paraplegics, people with speaking problems, with, with, with verbal problems, um, you know, uh, uh, augmented communication type device, all that, all of these different groups that are represented in the accessibility paradigm, right? For, to not mention us with something that has a, that that has literally changed mankind forever. AI will change this world. The future of humanity was was changed the day GPT hit the world stage. You know, at least I believe so. Let me ask you this because I, I want to dig into mm -hmm. this point about the uh, lack of mention of accessibility. My question to you is, it, it, because it feels to me like the, the response that I'm hearing from you and others in the disabled community who are going up, going up against Humane on this and saying this is a, a disgrace, you did not mention accessibility, you did, did not mention us, I would expect that reaction if Humane came out today and said, we're not building any accessibility into this. This is not a product for disabled people. I would expect your reaction at that stage. I haven't heard anything yet about Humane's response to this. I haven't heard Humane's view on accessibility on any level. Now, I get that's your point, but my point is, why are we jumping from zero to 100 because I think on the outrage yeah, scale? When we don't know the question. answer yet. And I think it's because we're all sick and tired of being freaking sick and tired. Back in the good old days of Windows 95 and stuff, and you guys are way too young to remember that stuff. But when <laughs> they're, when they're, uh, I'm assuming, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, I, I wish uh, that was true. Back in the days of Windows 95, <laughs> when all we had was freaking MSAA, if we were lucky, and the blind community, mm. you know, we all basically had to talk on a damn, you know, can with a string because we were <laughs> what we called at Serotech the disenfranchised blind community, which means you you may have met one blind person as a blind person. You may have met one or two blind people in your life, you know, and you may or may not have clicked with them. They may or may not have been very strange or whatever. So you said, I'm never going to go around those damn people again, you know, or whatever. But you didn't have the level of mentorship, the level of communication, the level of community that we have today. The recognizable collective us. Because at least before a sighted company, a sighted run company, had the, well, we don't know how many of you blind people there are out there. Well, just get on the f internet and look now, buddy. We come up in the world, haven't we? We've got a voice now, and that's the problem. And I'm sick and tired of being told to shut the f up, sit down, and wait my turn. I really am. I'm, I've been fighting this battle for accessibility for 25 years as a professional and for 55 years as a human. And, and I find it because you know what, man, if they're not saying anything in the advertising, it's because they didn't do anything in the research either. It, it sounds to me as if you don't feel the needle has moved much Absolutely at all not. in all of those decades. Not. The unemployment rate is still the same it was on the first day that we opened Serotech 22 years ago. If not, if anything, it's worse. You know, so, I mean, you know, technology is not the answer.
Technology is part of the answer, but it's social ignorance that's the problem. And when we shut down or shut up and sit down and say, well, I'm used to being a second rate citizen, you know, I understand that's not a that's not a torch everybody needs to carry. And I'm certainly not advocating for that. You sit back and let me cover your ass. I got you. I'm not 100% in agreement with your approach on this. I think that this is too militant for me. (laughs) I 100% get it. But but I do. I get it. I I, I get where you're coming from. And I don't disagree with you. I don't agree. I think I think we just have different views on the approach. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. I mean, you know, you know, I'm a passionate Cuban guy from Miami. I mean, you know, that's where, you know, and and I'm Latino. So we're passionate about everything. You know, ask my wife. (laughs) I'm 55 years old. I've said it a number of times. And that means that I'm old enough to be corrected. I'm old enough to say, you know what? I, 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 you know, I messed up. I goofed. I, I, I spoke before, you know, you, I didn't know you guys were going to launch a multi-million dollar accessibility campaign. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> because I, well, but, you've kind of, you've kind you of know, hit the nail on the head for me, Mike. Right? That's, that's kind of what you've hit. You've hit the nail on the head for me. What if they come out tomorrow with a campaign that says, oh, by the way, we're going to do it. We're going to do a special launch one. all about disability. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just, I'm just asking the question. There was a guy in the Bible named Peter who was constantly saying stupid stuff, constantly. In fact, they used to say he had peppermint-flavored feet because he would always put them in his mouth. <laughs> he liked putting them in his mouth. I am that kind of... I, it, to me, it's not in the brain and out the mouth because I know exactly what I'm saying and I, and, I, and I stand behind every word I've said on this podcast and everything I've said publicly. However, if I am wrong, I do not believe I'm wrong, not because I want to be right, but because I've seen no evidence to the contrary. And my article's been out there for a while. Now, it's been out there for a few days. And believe me, if there was something for them to say, they would have said it. You know, it's not just sitting. I mean, yes, to a certain degree, it's sitting in the and you're not alone. Kind of blind people echo chamber. But it's, 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 it's in a lot of places now. Yeah, and, so and they, you're, not, you're not alone, Mike. Other people are saying this. You're not alone yeah, in this. They have. Yeah, so, so the thing is that they had an opportunity to say something... And the, 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 I hope this isn't considered ableist language, but the lack of, the lack of it is deafening. The lack of sound is deafening. And to me, but I'll be the first one if they came out and say, wow, man, you know, I was wrong. They, they, they do have a great accessibility, you know, plan for this thing. You know, they do have an idea and, and they were just late and, and hopefully we can avoid you know, the uh, the miscommunication next time. And you guys will understand that we're people too. And we get excited about the new shiny, shiny thing. And we want to play with it too. Okay, so I have another question. We're just invited to the sandbox. Yeah, I have another question about this because I, well, I watched the, the launch. I'm sure you did too. I did. And loved it. Very, very well put together. Very yeah. non-fluffy, very non-fluffy launch. It was very precise. But what I got from it was, and this is where my excitement came from, is that a lot of the conversation talked about, and and I'm being a little bit blindy here because I was thinking about it rather selfishly for a minute or two, but I thought screenless, it's enabled by voice, by touch. Um, It's, you know, there's no screen requirement. Yeah, I know it's got the laser ink display if you want to use it, but what I don't know yet is how how important that is. Um, but you know, I, I felt there was a lot in that that told You're me this is absolutely was a, right. But, the, but, but yeah, but the, the point is that there was a lot in there that I thought 
told me that there was the potential for this to be a very accessible device. Just because something has the potential of being accessible, my friend, doesn't mean that it is. No screen reader. That's it, bro. You're dead. No screen reader, no function. It's a brand new operating system. It's not like they're using a repurposed version of Linux where they can throw talk back in there. It's not a, it's not an offshoot of iOS. It's something new, which means that they had to, that there was some, if they've got any form of even a rudimentary screen reader in there, somebody took the time. So where's the focus group? Where's the people in our community that can come to our community? Where is a true representation of us on that platform, us on that stage or in the process, that, or anyone with a disability for that matter? Because AI is the biggest advancement for anyone with a disability, and which, like I said, for us, necessity. For you guys, luxury. Why would you jump to a screen reader? Well, if this is a, because I'm a blind guy. Because it's a voice interface. It's a audio. It's a bit like a smart speaker. But right? you still need to flip around. You still get lists of things. You still get all kinds of stuff. You don't always want. It's got a touch screen. It's got multimodality. I, I happen to be the UX guy, so now you're now you're now, now you're in my domain. Because, exactly right. That's, yeah. And this is the power of AI. Why AI is so exciting? It's almost the power to do away with AI. If you tried the GPT four with that voice chat feature. It's absolutely I amazing. It. I know, I, I, I do. But the problem is that what if you're sitting in the movie theater with this thing? Or what if you're, you can't be talking to you, you can't be whispering to you. Blah, 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 blah. You can't, you gotta be moving around. So the only way, how are we gonna navigate? Because obviously a sighted person can navigate. They demonstrated that, but they didn't demonstrate how you or I can navigate. They didn't say, because I mean, literally, dude, it would take 30 seconds of that very well done, unfluffy, because I get it. They were trying to keep the hype down and they and they did a really good job at balancing sizzle with steak, you know? But, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. But, but yeah. they, but they, but they could have done. And for our friends with, you know, with disabilities, we haven't forgotten you. There's so many disability features that we can't demonstrate them here. But if you go to our website, you can check out this video or you could read this document or you could see, you understand, it doesn't, I don't want them to put a, you know, a beautiful blind person up there with a dog and their cane and their family. And that's not what I'm talking about. I don't want to be the center stage, the amazing person using the new AI. But I do want to be, but but there is a question that they could, there's a whole lot of dialogue that they could have avoided by simply taking 10 or 15 seconds and acknowledging an entire segment of the human f***ing race. Mike Calvo from Numa Solutions talking to us about the uh, Humane AI pin launch, giving his honest views. I'll be intrigued to hear what you think, Sean Priest. We'll get to uh, more of that conversation and, and our reaction to it next here on Double Tap. Call the Double Tappers now. one 803 4567 Or email us. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. So we just had Mike Calvo talking to us in a recorded interview from earlier this week, and you'll be able to listen to that uh, conversation in full again on our website, doubletaponair.com, and of course, as part of the podcast as well. Uh, Sean, lots to take away from what Mike says, um, because it was a very yes. interesting conversation. Uh, without shadow of a doubt, Mike is passionate about this. I put it on the record that I'm not 100% behind this, necessarily this this approach, Um I, I know some people are accusing me of being a bit British about it, but I, 
<laughs> I just think that there's there's a different way to to challenge this, but I equally take on board his points. Where, where do you where do you stand on all this? I, yeah, exactly. I, I totally understand the passion behind it. Absolutely, but I I, I agree. I'm not. I, I you know what it is. I think that the tone of uh, humane aren't treating me as human. Almost, I, I find that just a little bit too far. But I've got to say, he puts together a, a, a coherent and challenging argument. I mean, the point that I made about you know, oh, in an ideal world, and they should, and to come back and say, well, okay, so why aren't they? Basically, I mean, that's a hard argument to to argue against, right? Actually, yeah, if it is in an ideal world, then why why ha- haven't they mentioned it at all? As he said there, the the seconds that it could take, you know, just a 10, 20 second statement of, hey, and for people with disabilities, you know, there, we, there are ways that you can use this as well, I think actually is a, is a good point. But I still keep coming back to, am I missing something here? Are we all making these judgments and these passionate debates over a 10 minute video that didn't mention accessibility? And as I, I still come back to, there's so many other demographics and 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 so many groups of people out there that aren't going to be mentioned in a 10 minute video but i just think yeah to me it's it's a little bit too far i i don't agree with the with the amount of of should i use the word hate i'm not not talking about mike when i see this but there's some vitriol that i've seen out there um i don't think it, it's that far but i agree with the general premise of, of it's another place that we've been left out of yeah i again i'm my take on this is really simple i haven't heard anything yet to comment on that's the issue for me and i i, I also understand and as i said that's mike's point that's that his entire point how, how, no one how said do you anything. take that do you take that as the silence is deafening as he said if uh, oh they just uh, haven't uh, said anything yet <laughs> That's, yes, that's, that's right. the other side yes. of it, right? Because this is yes. the bit I'm on. I, I, and I've been pillared before by people online when, you know, I've put up, you know, at any point I've said, look, look, patience is a virtue. Maybe we should actually just be patient for five minutes and find out what's going on. I remember the last time I was pillared for this because, you know, there was a Windows, I think it was when Windows 11 was announced and it came out, you know, and the announcement was made. And again, it was a very flashy presentation and disability wasn't even mentioned. Accessibility wasn't mentioned. And of course, it led to us here on the show talking about, you know, what will what will be new in Windows 11 in terms of accessibility. But some people went further than that. Some people targeted me saying, you know, how, how dare you be patient? How dare you attempt to say, hang on, let's wait. We should not be waiting. We should be told. We should be a part of that conversation. I get it. But then yeah, why should we ta- be patient? But we're talking about a product which is coming out. And look, this is PR and marketing at play, all right? They're trying to sell a product to as many people as possible. I think this comes down a lot to the obsession people have with identity, putting identity before people. If you do that, then all you'll ever focus on is the disability in our case. And I think that's there's a danger here. I really, I really want to push back against that on a personal level because I don't think it helps our cause. You know, the way I look at everything, whatever it is, I am a human being like Mike, right? So we're both human beings. We're both people. And this company was talking to us as people. So if we start from that premise, 
Because on one hand, Mike is saying, well, look, I don't want a spotlight shone on me and I don't want pictures of kids who are disabled or, you know, the blind couple. And, you know, I don't want all that stuff. But equally, I want him to talk about disability. Well, which one is it, Mike? What one do you want? You can't you can't have it both ways as he's as telling us we can't have it both ways. Right. So he can't have it both ways either. Because in that sense of, well, you either want to be mentioned as and labelled disabled or you don't. But if you don't, then we're people and we're people first. And therefore, we should we should start from there. And I think, you know, it comes down to identity politics to some degree. But I also think I, I also understand that we do have unique needs and it kind of this endless debate of... Uh, and honestly, my head could explode when I have this debate sometimes <laughs> because I feel like you're constantly, you know, people say, for example, don't say special needs anymore. I've heard this a lot. Don't use the phrase special needs. You yep. know, it's okay to say things like that, but the reality is there are people out there who need specific requirements. They need special features or special technologies in terms of education or whatever it might be, you know, that is not in the mainstream. By taking away the phrase, it doesn't really solve the problem is my point. So, you know, I think we get into this whole identity debate and that then leads to a situation where it's like, well, they didn't mention us. But what yes. would they say at this point? And again, I read it differently. I watched that humane event and I thought, hey, a lot of this is going to be very accessible to us. I immediately thought of, and I've seen he's commented on our, our post today promoting this conversation with Mike, that Colin Hughes, who's a, a regular listener to this show, he's a regular contributor as well, Colin has muscular dystrophy. And immediately I thought of him in the sense of how would he touch this device? It seems you have to, to touch it to activate it. it. Yeah. How's he, how's he going to do that? But my thought wasn't, well, they haven't mentioned Colin's specific disability on stage, so therefore this must be the worst product ever made and this company should shut down immediately. My question was, well, let's ask the question. And, you know, to all these journalists out there, I'm putting it to you, especially you blind and disabled journalists who are out there calling out this or this company. I'm not talking about Mike here. Mike's opinion is valid. He's the CEO of a company. He's an individual. He's allowed to have his views as we all are. But to those journalists who are saying, why are you not talking about disability? Well, I put it to you guys. You're journalists. It's your job to ask. I've done it. I've reached out to Humane. I got a response back from the CEO on Twitter saying, hey, we'll talk. That's good for me. Let's do it. Let's talk. Let's set something up. I've had word back from PR. Yes, we'll talk. And of course, as a result of this conversation today, I've sent this off to Humane as well to say, look, guys, here is what Mike says. What do you think? I haven't heard anything back yet. Am I, you know, leaping to, you know, the outrage machines is set to 100 and I'm going to call them out for it? No, I'm going to say, let them, let them respond. If well, they yeah, don't I respond, if the product turns out not to be accessible, then let's charge in. But do we have yeah, to turn I the temperature up to 100 at this stage? Well, it's always what is a reasonable time to respond in, in people's cases, right? And, and the whole thing about I don't want a cuddly guide dog and, you know, a beautiful blind person on stage or on screen. Um I get that, but I think what Mike was saying there was that he doesn't expect an entire produced section about disability. Again, it's coming back to how long would I, how easy would it have been to put a 10 second, 30 second line about accessibility in the in the video. It was also interesting to hear Mike talk about the lack of a screen reader somehow equals lack of accessibility. And I thought that was quite telling. Yeah, I still don't quite 
get that. Flicking through lists and everything, I, I, of course I understand that. But I mean, as a voice interface, the AI is the screen reader or is it not? We're, we're mean, thinking again, of this. A question. We're, we're thinking of this in old terms, right? So we're thinking, of, or at least in current terms. So we think about how we would navigate this device as we would with a screen reader, with a keyboard, with a you know some kind of touch interface, perhaps. But again, I don't know if that's necessarily how this is going to work. And you know, the thing is, when I brought this up to Mike and he said, "Yeah, we don't know. That's right, we don't know." But then nobody knows. Nobody's tried it yet. You yes, know, it's not until twenty twenty four. We should know. That's yeah, the but entire not in a ten-minute presentation. Come on, I, I let's agree be real. That. You can't go through. If you want a detailed technical understanding of how the whole thing works, then you got to wait till it's in people's hands. You know, again, this is why I'm saying: it's, it's, Are we just jumping the gun here? Are we just jumping the gun? Are we just getting to the the outrage just goes up because disabled people weren't mentioned? I understand it would have been nice to be mentioned, but then wouldn't that have left more questions than answers? Or is it the straw that broke the camel's back? This is just another Possibly in Mike's example. case, yeah. Yeah. It's that, look, and you know what, sorry, way- Sean, I, I just want to say this. I, I feel, I get it. I, I actually do. And this is why it's a difficult conversation, because as much as on this particular issue, I don't agree with the approach, on the overall point, I 100% agree. Yes, You know, we're in a society absolutely. which does ignore disabled people. And I, I'm not denying that. Please understand, I'm not denying that reality because I live in it. <laughs> I know it. I face it every day. Yes. And when I go outside, it's like you could start counting them. It's like set the counter to just tick off. Here we go. Yeah, another weird interaction, another weird interaction, another person who doesn't understand. Someone else grabs my cane and pulls me with it or grabs me and takes me across the street. I was never intending to cross or asks me how I'm using a mobile phone. Are you really blind? Yes. All that. I get it every day. I understand it. People don't get it. So they either think it's a fake or they just think that we're useless. My well, favourite interaction said. was, you, you must have gone to school. You sound fairly intelligent. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Love How that. did you manage that? Well, look, ignorance versus stupidity. And yeah. it's all contextual as well. I think, I, I just think, yes, of course, Mike was passionate there. And there's some levels where I don't agree. But I think he did put together a very, um, you know, what, I'm just going to use the word again, a very passionate argument that did have some valid points. 100% agree. And that's what this show's about, you know, and I want people to realise that, you know, this is a show where I want people to come and talk about things that, you know, we will disagree on. Because, you know what, in this world today, it seems everybody wants to either be on a, you know, everyone's on sides. And if you're on the wrong side, you're evil. Well, well I don't agree with that. I really don't. I think we're all entitled to our view. And that's why I wanted to give Mike the opportunity to respond. And it's funny because, you know, it shows the state of the world we're in. I was telling a friend of mine about this interview and they said, but hang on, you want to get humane on the show and you want them to talk about accessibility. They're never going to come on if you do this. And I'm like, so I have to deny disabled people the right to speak their views about these issues so that I can get a company on to promote their product. I think not. Yeah, If humane don't come on the show because of that interview with Mike, I don't want to know about humane ever again. If that's yep. their response, if any company doesn't want to come on because someone's tackled them to the ground on an issue and they haven't even bothered to respond, but their response is, we're just not going to come on, we're just going to take our ball and go home. Well, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't come on the show. I don't you care. Have that you don't conversation. pay me. Yes, absolutely. I, look, Mike said there, 
we're on the same team, right? Which is exactly. absolutely right. We look but out we for each can, other. We can have that debate. We, we have shared experiences, but we can still disagree on things and have different takes on things. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it was a conversation that, that was productive at the end of the day. Yeah, I loved it. Thank you for coming on, Mike, and do check out Remote Incident Manager. Um, the personal... So my, my dog has just burst through the uh, door here and uh, we're, we're having the house you tried cleaned. To lock, so tried I tried to, to lock, lock her this out. dog out and she just will not go. Uh, <laughs> so I'll go close the door. Um, I just want to say quickly though, uh, Remote Incident Manager, brilliant. Personal edition is available from $9.99, I think dollars, US dollars a month. Um, and you can also get it in... Um, in batches so you can have like different targets as well so you could have like one or two or three computers you're connecting to and it goes up in increments to five dollars a time uh there are business options as well so check it all out at getrim.app and uh, do go check out that software it honestly is brilliant uh so thank you to mike can't wait to hear your thoughts on this feedback at double tap on air.com let's go to your comments though i'll get a couple of emails in before we go uh an exodus writes in laura reads our emails hello everyone i wanted to share my excitement for the talking air fryer that sounds amazing. If it comes to the US and I can find it either on Amazon or another store that serves the blind and visually impaired, I'll most likely buy it. I've never been able to use one, but I like what it does. While I'm here, I'd also like to share two more things. First, I finally used Be My AI. I have a very interesting use case for it. Currently, I'm trying to develop a career as an author. I have self-published my first book, which will be released right after Christmas. I'm working on a flash fiction collection and hired someone to design my cover. I was able to use Be My AI to get cover samples described without having to text anyone to get a description. Because of that, I was able to provide feedback much faster than if I'd had to wait for someone. When I got the final cover, I asked a follow-up question in order to find out if it was an ebook cover. It told me it was, confirming what the designer told me in a previous email. Fun fact, ebook and audiobook covers are different. Ebook covers are rectangular and audiobook covers are square. I learned this when I was working to produce the audiobook. The second thing I want to talk about is gaming. I very recently started playing games again. I confess I grow addicted to them quickly. In my defence, I've gotten lucky and found really good ones. One of my first Braille displays was the Braille Note Apex. I'd argue it was the best display I've had so far. The Braille Note Touch or Braille Note Touch Plus can't compare. One of the things the Apex came with was a bunch of text adventure games. It was the first time I was able to play a game on my own without any sighted assistance. It was also the first time I was able to figure out how I won or not. I used to play video games with my cousins and every time I won, it was an accident. Unfortunately, I had to return the Apex to the Commission for the Blind and Visually Impaired after I finished high school. For a few years, I was looking for games I could play on my iPhone. I found out about audio games, but I didn't enjoy them as much. The problem I have is that audio games require headphones to have a more immersive experience. I don't think that should be a necessity for a game, so I don't play them anymore. Very recently, friends introduced me to two games, Swordy Quest and Time Crest. Both are fantasy games and none require headphones. Swordy Quest follows an adventurer who wakes up with no memory and has to find out what happened. The adventurer has to defeat monsters and level up with experience. Time Crest is a text adventure game where a boy named Ash reaches out to you through a pocket watch, asking for help because his world is being destroyed by meteors. You turn back time and go on a journey with Ash to discover what happened. You communicate with Ash through messages, guiding him through the game's events. I don't identify as a gamer since I don't play often, however, I am looking for more games. Fantasy and adventure are great, but I'm also looking for accessible shooting games. If anyone has any recommendations, definitely let me know. I enjoy games, but haven't found many I can play. 
Hopefully, there will be more accessible games released soon. Regards, Anexus. Thank you, Anexus. Glad you're enjoying the games. And uh, yeah, I'm, I must admit, I, I kind of like one where it'd be like, you know, you could go to the store and you could buy something and come home. Oh, stop it. You know, safely. That would be nice. I mean, that's all I want. So like get my key in the door. Get and the adrenaline the pumping. Yeah, that, that, that sounds great. <laughs> that's enough for me. <laughs> I would check out Apple Viz. They have a, a great section there for uh, checking out apps and games, and they, they people give their opinions of it. Definitely worth a look. Um, it depends what you're looking for, really. You seem to like the text adventure games. There used to be something called Pocket Mud in the app store um which could be right up your alley but it's something i'm not really into so uh it's nothing i've looked into but there are a few shooters out there but again check out applevis and i'm sure we'll get some recommendations from our listeners so anexus quick question back to you if you're able to could you record some of your experience with that game i'd love to hear how these games work i've often fancied these text adventure games and I remember ones of old, I mean, I'm, the last time I played a text adventure game was, I think, Indiana Jones on the Atari ST. You know, so it's gone back a bit. Wow. Um, but <laughs> nothing since. And I kind of really loved those games, you know, because they were so simple. Um, and it wasn't particularly accessible. I, I think my, you mean my tedious. No, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> my mum and my dad and I, we used to sit down. We'd play the Atari ST game and we would have such a laugh because my mum and dad would just fight the whole way through it. You know, <laughs> no, you go laugh. What are you doing? <laughs> go pick up the candlesticks. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was so funny. It was brilliant. I loved those days. You know, it was such a actually considering computer games generally are considered quite isolating. I found those games in those days really really cool. And I was in yeah. charge of typing in. <laughs> That was my oh, of job. Of course you were. Yes. That was it, really. I would. They would read the screen. They would keep an eye on everything. And I would just type in what was what was needed. So it wasn't the most accessible, but it was good with the family. Um, we had a lot of fun with that, actually. It takes me takes me back and gives me good memories. So I'd love to love to do more of that. So, yeah, I'd love to hear how they work. Because I'm guessing, is it as simple as a text conversation, essentially? Is yes, that how it works? Basically, yes. That sounds brilliant. Does it? Okay. There used to be a game called Audio Defense, which really changed my mind on accessible games. It was basically a shooting game, zombies running around you. But the point for me was that you had to spin around. And yes, you had to wear headphones, but you could hear where they were around you. And you would spin around, you know, and shoot the zombie coming up behind you. It was so immersive. That would terrify me. I could, I'd be able to say, oh, it was the closest (laughs) thing to playing a first person shooter in audio. It was absolutely amazing. Sadly, it disappeared. It was a bit buggy and disappeared and there's been nothing like it since Circus Master maybe. No zombies left. But that showed me that there is that gameplay mechanic that can draw you in, make it really immersive. It was VR for the blind. It was absolutely amazing. We need more like that. And maybe there is something like that out there. I just don't know what it is yet okay well suggestions welcome i feel a, I feel a lot of emails coming on in this one but good <laughs> please i'd love to i'd love to know more about this i know there are other options out there we did an interview with a guy recently and his name escapes me but we, we spoke to someone who was creating his own games if i remember rightly or creating reviews of games so i'm maybe trying to seek out that interview for next week and we could uh yeah. play some of that in because I think that might appeal to you next so it was kind of on that line uh, bev writes in hi again you guys My question is, why can't the electronic computerised system used in self-driving vehicles be adapted for scooters, walkers and wheelchairs? I am sure that it would be a niche market, but those of us who are totally blind and require such mobility devices also deserve consideration. It would give you techie people something to develop. I'm looking forward to your commentary. 
I always look forward to the next Double Tap podcast. Each is unique and informative, plus can be aggravating all at the same time. <laughs> to both of you, keep up the good work. Bev in Canada. Sorry, Bev. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Bev. Uh, sounds like our partner's saying that to us then. It does, That's actually, amazing. yeah. It's, um, it's funny, though, actually, because my... I look forward to the episode probably as much as you do, Bev. You know, I just every time we sit down to do this, when we can actually connect. All right, let it go, let it lie. Um, I'm absolutely sure that that is happening. That 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 this self-driving, this object recognition, this environmentally aware technology is being built in. I would hope so. Anyway, into mobility devices, I think it is a case of um, uh, miniaturization for one thing, but also you know uh, uh, power consumption. But I would be really surprised if it wasn't happening. But that being said, I haven't heard anything. Well, it's funny you say it because we've been uh, looking into this story for Access Tech Live, and it is something we'll be talking about. But it is in production because when I was at CES in twenty nine, no, twenty twenty, that was on show. There were wheelchairs. Now, again, bear in mind this is prototype stuff, but there were wheelchairs and there were mobility scooters that were being built with autonomous capabilities, and at the time. My, uh, my my face must have lit up when I was talking to the guy because he was like, you, you seem quite excited about this. And I was saying, yeah, because I've often wondered, like, say, when I get older, if I wanted to use one of these or had to use one of these mobility scooters, I wouldn't be allowed to because I couldn't navigate safely with one of those. But if it can navigate for me, ah, mm-hmm. oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like all in on this. I think it would be amazing to be able to use one of these and just program in where you want to go. You know, I want to go home, want to go to the shop, and it just takes you. How cool would that be? Yeah, no, it definitely would. Of course, there's going to be a huge waiting time here with legislation catching up. Mm. Who would be responsible for any accidents or whatever happened, um, as with anything, as with self-driving cars? But you're absolutely right. The technology is there. It's just a case of implementing it in a different form. Um, but yeah, the, the use case would be amazing. Eric writes in. Hola, Double Tappers. I was listening to the podcast just now, and Sean asked about how to identify the different trash cans when there are different colours. The solution I came up with, I attach buttons from the company way around, utilising wire through little holes, and then recording each button with the type of trash can. I went with the buttons instead of the stickers because they are designed to withstand the washer and dryer, and it should be sufficient enough for the outdoors weather. Love the show. Keep on trucking, even if it's only virtually. Ha ha ha. Mm. Eric from sunny California, the colonies, or like the rest of the world says, United States. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've been thinking about um sort of super gluing uh letters onto the bin. Uh, I, I got unstuck when it got to G for general waste and then also G for garden. So uh, that idea fell over. But um yeah, no, that's a good idea actually. Yeah, did you see there's a new pen friend? Is at least I think I'm right in saying this. The, the, the RNIB. I think CNIB sell these as well. The Pen Friend is, is out with a new version. It's back. I mean, everyone loves the Pen Friend. I was surprised that it disappeared, but it's it's come back, has it? It's come back. I don't think I don't think it ever really went anywhere, did it? It was just no, it, it's a no, new edition. It didn't. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, so that's quite cool. But again, you've got to be careful, right? Because of the the type. I mean, if it's an NFC tag, which I guess is kind of how these things work. Um, if you if you put a, a sticker on a bin, for example, yeah, outside it's not going to last. Not last right? No, you have to talk. Then you're talking about laminating and things like that. Yes, it's uh, outside bins. It's it's not really going to work. 
Yeah, listen, we're out of time. Just realise what time it is. Yeah, Mr. F will be on the sorry, the phone Mr. In a F. Tell us to get out of the way for something far more entertaining. Uh, so yeah, stick around for more Double Tap at the weekend. Of course, we're back with the Express tomorrow. Parp parp. That's just parp, for parp. Dane. See, Dane, you're allowed to do it because you know what? Screw Sean. You can do it. You can parp parp as much as you like. Wait, what did I say? You, you, parp, you upset parp Dane earlier in the week. I did not. That, right. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. I love that you forget absolutely everything as soon as we do it. Yeah, I just don't. I, I don't agree. <laughs> you don't care. All. That's what no, it is. I, you I don't do care. care. I love you, Dane. Part, part. Why me? Ah, it's always nice to end the show on a high. I think we've had enough shouting today. It's time to relax. It's the weekend. Uh, yeah, we'll be back on Saturday with the Express. Uh, lots of interesting conversation and catching up as well with Vespero following the next big thing event that coming up tomorrow and more on Monday. Catch you then. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. Bye bye. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.